1: With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin, a Republican lawmaker advising President Donald Trump says he is encouraging the president to reopen the government for several weeks to continue negotiating with Democrats over funding for U.S.-Mexico border wall. Senator Lindsey Graham says that that should be considered before the more drastic step of declaring a national emergency. Graham tells Fox News Sunday that the president still wants a deal on the wall before reopening the government. Democrats want the government reopened first. The head of Iran's nuclear program says that Iran's begun preliminary activities for designing a modern process for 20% uranium enrichment for its 50-year-old research reactor in Tehran. This is SRN News. Leading government reports show over 90% of all cyber attacks are successful because information was stolen from employees who unknowingly gave away their credentials. It's a tough reality, but we're here to help. On January 31st, The Patriot brings you Prepare and Respond, a free event where our panel of experts present the latest in cybersecurity and personal protection. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com.
3: Good afternoon, just after 4 p.m. here at the Patriot. Glad you're with us on a Sunday afternoon. Up next, it is the single greatest hour of political talk radio anywhere on Earth. It's the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker. Stay tuned. Lots to be said today. Looking at our forecast, we are going to go down to 27 tonight from Monday. We'll start out foggy, then later on cloudy, mid to upper 30s, partly sunny on Tuesday, and pretty much partly sunny the rest of the week. We do eventually dip back down into the 20s towards the end of the week. Glad to have you joining us here on the Patriot. AM
4: 1280, The Patriot. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. chemical-free, plug-in pest-free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget.
5: We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Pro-life across
6: America, the wow, Pro Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, Pro-Life, Pro Life America, non-political and totally educational. Across
5: America, the Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on...
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart, plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker, a Parker Daniels keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker.
7: I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie, knows It's four o'clock riding, so Sunday, what and what does that
8: does. mean? You each know. It's the best hour in radio of the week. It's the best hour in media anywhere. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. The Victory Hour brought to you every Sunday at four o'clock. By Parker Daniels Keyboard. And yes, that's true. Andrew Parker is the Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com to learn more about the premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. But as you listen today, you are going to learn more about politics, Israel, and the law, which we talk about every week On the Victory Hour, we focus on the key issues of the day, many of which are top headlines in the news and others are those key issues which are not covered so much by the mainstream media, both here domestically as well as abroad in particular in the Jewish state of Israel in the Middle East. And today we have a special for you on the Victory Hour as United States Senator Tina Smith will be live in studio with us on the Victory Hour today, this wonderful Sunday here in the great state of Minnesota. Democratic Senator Tina Smith from the great state of Minnesota will be with us. And we're going to talk to Senator Smith about what's going on in Washington. Government shutdown. A wall or not a wall. We're going to also talk about Israel and the first piece of legislation that the U.S. Senate is taking a look at as it relates to the Middle East. It relates to the state of Israel. You know, it... uh, I go back a number of years with the great senator from the state of Minnesota, Tina Smith, over 20 years, I believe. Uh, and, you know, it was. It, it's interesting. The, the first president that I had the opportunity to vote for was U.S. Senator, Vice President of the United States, Walter Mondale in 1984. I did have the opportunity to vote for Jimmy Carter in 1980, but I did not vote for Jimmy Carter. And looking back on it, as a staunch supporter of the state of Israel, I'm kind of glad that I didn't vote for Jimmy Carter. I'm just saying. that's just me. I voted for John Anderson that election. Yes, indeed. And wouldn't it be interesting to have a John Anderson back in Washington or in politics today? How would he fare? Hmm. Interesting to think about. In any event, the reason I bring up Walter Mondale as, as the first uh, president and, and long list of Democrats that I have voted for in uh, my political voting career is because Tina Smith, the U.S. senator from the state of Minnesota, uh, was called upon uh, in, in, under the tragic situation of Paul Wellstone Having died in the, the plane crash, I believe in two thousand and two, called upon to run the Walter Mondale campaign in haste against Senator Norm Coleman. Uh, but I knew Tina from even uh, before that. Uh, I think we first met when I was a uh, strong supporter of Ted Mondale in his gubernatorial campaign. Still a good, I'm, I'm still a good friend of Ted's, and is a good man and uh and and I met Tina I believe first she was running uh the campaign for governor in 98 uh, that Ted Mondale uh had going uh, but since then boy uh and and it's not surprising you know I didn't know this um and I don't know if many of you knew this Tina Smith she graduated uh from Stanford University she has an MBA from the Tuck School at Dartmouth uh, she went on to be chief of staff, not just for R.T. Ryback, uh, who I did quite a bit of work for at the city of Minneapolis, and Tina and I worked together at that time, uh, but also, of course, you know, uh, chief of staff for Governor uh, Mark Dayton uh, before uh, she became lieutenant governor of uh, the great state of Minnesota from 2015 to 2018. So, uh, not just a heck of a resume, but uh, uh, very bright, uh, articulate, and uh, seasoned to uh, be U.S. Senator representing uh, the great state of uh, Minnesota. And we're going to talk, as I said uh, a, a moment ago, with Senator Smith about some of the key issues that are going on in Washington. You know, I I don't know that uh, we'll agree on all of the issues, but one thing is for sure, uh, Tina Smith and I have always been able to uh, debate the issues in a way that, frankly, uh, I think would be very healthy for those in Washington to take a look at and, and see. Uh, because we would uh, get much more done. We would be able to represent uh, the constituents constituents that send our elected officials to D.C. much better uh, if we had uh, the type of discourse uh, that we will have and that we uh, do have. Uh, you know, coming up in a couple of weeks, we're going to continue with the guest parade on the Victory Hour with Congressman, freshman Congressman from the 3rd Congressional District, Dean Phillips, will be with us. Uh, Dean and I also uh, go way back, good friends. In fact, I I believe he used to, I think he watched our kids once or twice when uh, they were growing up many years ago. And uh, Dean has, uh, Dean, another uh, great guy, and hopefully he will bring... Uh, some more sanity uh to Washington though again we we don't agree on all issues uh, either. The week after that uh, that that'll be january twenty seventh on february third we're going to have freshman Congressman Pete Stauber on the victory hour, and uh he did a nice job up there to win in a tough district, the eighth congressional district, as many of you know, represented by near uh, for nearly forty years by Democrat Jim Oberstar. Uh, and then it flipped back and forth, but Rick Nolan had uh, that seat for a number of years now Pete stauber republican uh is representing the eighth congressional district up there, and I think he fits that district quite well, but we're going to talk to Congressman Stauber on uh february third let me uh Let me give you a few thoughts as we uh we're going to uh uh, invite senator smith in in a few minutes uh, uh a few thoughts i want to i want to ask uh senator smith about uh the u.s senate and women in the u.s senate uh i went back and took a look and you know it's interesting one of the first women who were who was elected to the u.s senate hattie carraway from arkansas a democrat from 1931 to 1945, for years and years, the decades throughout the 90s, no women in the U.S. Senate other than getting the job when their husband died or passed away and, and they were appointed and they would uh, carry out the job for a few days, few weeks, you know, maybe 100 days uh, until the uh, special election came along. Uh, and I, I, I just wanted to ask Senator Smith uh, in a few minutes, a little bit about where we sit now in the U.S Senate. As many of you may know, a quarter of the U.S. Senate is now female. Our uh, uh, States have elected women to those seats, 25 of the 100 U.S. senators. And the big year for women where it started were the five U.S. senators in 1992. so it has not been that long. In Minnesota represented by two female U.S. Senators. And we're going to talk to them, to one of them, on the other side of the break. Listen, you need to stay with us on the Victory Hour. You can call in at 651-289-4488. We're live here on the Victory Hour. But while we're on break... And by the way, pull out that number two pencil on the yellow pad. Write this down 651 289 4488. But also write this down because while we're on break, take a look at one of the best websites you'll ever see, often referred to as an award winning website, parkerdk.com. That's right, Parker Daniels keyboard. Parkerdk.com. Write that down. Take a look. And stay with us. We'll be right back with U.S. Senator Tina Smith. And
4: oh, yes, and no regrets all my AM 1280,
1: The Patriot.
8: Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com.
2: This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for TownHall.com. It appears that the economy is slowing down and that markets are signaling even further weakening. I've been an economic optimist since the Trump election, especially when he made broad-based tax cuts a priority. But I did warn that the effects of the tax cuts would be short-term unless he continued to push in a pro-growth direction. But after the tax cuts, the president instead pivoted towards increasing taxes on international trade. Make no mistake, tariffs are taxes, and as such, they choke off growth. And that's exactly what has been happening. Economic growth has gone from a sizzling summer of over 4% to an average fall at under 3.5%. And the winter looks like it might be cooling down to under 3%. If, in the president's language, we want to make America great again, and we really want to beat China, growth is the way to do it. I'm
3: Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. to parkerdk.com
9: blue I'm just a little bit lonesome for some love again everything is fine I
8: We're back. We're back with Willie Murphy.
7: Willie Murphy.
8: Willie Murphy, Willie and the Bees, Minnesota day. Bread, one of the top musical groups. Ever in the state of Minnesota. Willie Murphy passed away this morning at the age of 75, having turned 75 last month. And he joins us, well, in spirit today on the Victory Hour. As you know, many of you chime in just to hear the opinions, thoughts, and attitudes of Andrew Parker every Sunday at 4 o'clock. But others of you admittedly chime in for the music. And, and, you should today as well for Willie Murphy. Um, listen, uh, I, I walk down the street. Come to, the, the people come up because, you know, I've got the T-shirt with the picture, etc. They come up to me and they say, aren't you Andrew Parker? He says, they, they, they say, what is your aim on the victory hour? You ask, what is our aim?
0: I can answer in one word, victory. <laughs> victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and hard the road may be, for without victory, there is no survival. Let that be realized.
8: Let that be realized, and, uh, you know, when you you, uh, give a speech like that that only Winston Churchill can give, and you give it in the context in which he is giving it, you can understand what he meant as he saved, uh, not entirely single-handedly, but nearly... Uh, the free world by standing up during those few weeks uh, as the bulwark and allowing uh, the United States and others uh, to come with the backup. Uh, But that is the type of, well, understanding and focus and clarity that we try to have here on the Victory Hour. And we are now joined by U.S. Senator from the great state of Minnesota, Democrat Tina Smith, who I really have already uh, introduced. Senator Smith, who was just resoundingly elected by the citizens of Minnesota uh, in about an 11- or 12-point victory over Karen Housley in the recent uh, special election. And she'll get the wonderful opportunity of running again, I think, in a couple of years. That's right. Uh, so, uh, welcome, Tina, to the uh, Victory Hour.
6: Well, thank you, Andrew. It's wonderful to be here. You and I have been talking about uh, having me on the show for a long time, so I'm so glad we're able to we able to do it. And I was listening to your intro a little earlier and thinking about uh, first meeting you when I was getting involved in local politics in Saint Louis Park, Minnesota. When my kids were – Archie and I, I had little kids that were two and four, I think. I was just saying that this was back in the day. It was way before our kids learned that most people – go to parades to watch them. My kids thought that they only went to parades because they were going to have to be <laughs> yes. in them one way or another.
8: Yes, indeed. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <You> know, I <laughs> suppose right. at their age now, they, uh, uh, they don't mind. No, nope. uh, they
6: were out campaigning. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah, they were out doing do, knocking on doors and uh, carrying banners, and they, they really loved it. Well, they
8: must have done a heck of a job because you did uh, through this uh, last election. You know, I want to talk to you today about a couple of things. Uh, One, I want to talk about immigration and the government shutdown. But I first want to talk about, uh, you know, the the most important issue to me, which is the state of Israel. And I know you uh, have a uh, a strong uh, kind of unrelenting support for the U.S.-Israel relationship. Uh, and uh, I want to thank you very much uh, for that, and we look forward to your votes in the U.S. Senate in support of that relationship. One of them, and it's, in fact, the first piece of legislation, uh, S-1, in the U.S. Senate uh, relates to support for uh, the state of Israel, including uh, the funding on the uh, 10-year memorandum of underst- or memorandum of, of agreement between the U.S. and the state of Israel, funding for the state of Israel. Uh, in addition, it's got anti-BDS legislation, which is anti-boycott, divestment, and sanction legislation uh, in it. Uh, as well, It's uh, it's got support for uh, the country of Jordan mm-hmm. in order to deal with refugees and, and threats uh, as well. And uh, it also has uh, some legislation involving uh, Syria and how to deal with uh, Syrian threats. So I'm wondering, are we going to get a vote on S-1? I know that Mitch McConnell wants to have a vote. I know the Democrats want to reopen uh, the government first, but I hate to see that piece of legislation uh, being held hostage while we uh, wait to see whether the two sides can come to terms on immigration and government uh, opening.
6: Well, First, thank you for that. I am a strong supporter of Israel and uh, uh, appreciate very much the important special relationship between the United States and Israel. It's a strategic relationship. It's a relationship that's based on our um, the the, the uh, progressive social democracy that Israel is, and and the and the economic opportunities between the two countries too. Something that I learned about when I was when I was lieutenant governor, and so the. And I, you mentioned the, uh, support for Israel, the MOU, $3.4 billion a year for 10 years. That was the coons Rubio bill that I was a co-sponsor of in, uh, when I first got to the Senate. So this is extremely important, um, along with all the other components of this bill. Now, right now, uh, many of us who are strong supporters of Israel, as I know that you know, Andrew, voted against this. Be- Not because we don't support the overall contours of the bill, but because we thought it was so important that the first order of business that we take on in the Senate um, is to reopen government. And I've spent reopened the parts of the government that are shut down. And I have spent a lot of the last week helping to raise awareness of the impact that this shutdown is having on families, whether they're farm families that can't get their loans repaid, or small businesses, or federal government workers who are struggling right now. So... Uh, It's. I appreciate that uh, many of us who care so much about the this bill and about this important relationship um, are not confusing the vote that we had to take. uh, We're taking right now as a vote against this bill. It's really a vote to reopen government.
8: Do you think the Democratic Caucus in the uh, Senate uh, will allow this bill to come to a vote, even without? the government reopening, or do you think that it is holding together where that just is not going to happen?
6: I think that we're going to have to take this a day at a time, honestly. I can't see into the hearts and minds of all of my colleagues, Republicans or Democrats. Uh, I do know that all of us um, on the Democratic side, just feels so strongly that we need to get the we need to get the government reopened. But the question is, how long is this going to take? How long are these negotiations? Or frankly, right now, lack of negotiations. How long is this going to drag on? Um, and I just want to take the opportunity to reiterate my support uh, for the uh, the one of for the bill that I've actually helped to co sponsor um, right now. One thing I'm very excited about. I'm going to be we're um, planning my first trip to Israel, and my first trip overseas as senator um, in the coming months. We don't have the dates completely locked down, but hopefully sooner rather than later, and I'm, I'm very excited to make that trip.
8: Outstanding. Yes, you uh, can't understand the reality of what, ex- uh, what exists there until you go to uh, the state of Israel. You cannot read the New York Times, Washington Post, or even the Star Tribune, certainly, yeah. uh, and get a, a feel for what... Uh, they're talking about, and frankly, the descriptions uh, are either entirely uh, false or at least more likely um, just not able to capture it until you see it. To
6: be able to see it and also to appreciate how, as I've been told, and I want to see it with my own eyes, how close everything is when yes. you think about the um, – uh, you know think about Hezbollah uh, – building those tunnels under the yes. northern border or the way that people are being used as human shields in Gaza yes. and, and how, how close it is. I think that, it, it, that that's what I think a lot of Americans don't really
8: understand. You know, we've got a call, and uh, we'd like to take the call from uh, Joe in San Francisco. Yes, they go coast to coast with the Victory Hour, as you can live stream at any time. And we've got Joe in San Francisco. Joe, how are you this Sunday? I'm doing great,
10: Andy. And thank you for having me on the show. You know, I don't agree with a lot of what you say, a lot of your opinions, but the show is just terrific. And it's not a surprise to me that it keeps growing each week. So thanks for taking the call. You bet. Hi, Joe. What do you got
8: for Senator Smith today,
10: Joe? Well, well, let me say this. I was at a event where I saw Al Franken a few years ago, and he pointed out that Minnesota had had a Jewish senator for almost forty years, from Rudy Boschwitz to Paul Wellstone yes. to Norm Coleman, and didn't know if Minnesota was ready for a Gentile senator. <laughs> and I will, and I will say, this is so sort of the this.
6: Jewish seat. I know. <laughs> I feel a huge responsibility.
10: <laughs> well, Senator Smith, I think we are ready for you. And uh, I think you've shown over the last few months that you're ready for the job. So uh, thank you for all your leadership. Um, thank and, you. and I wanted to draft off the conversation that Andy was having with you. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm a Democrat because of my progressive values, uh, support for women's rights, uh, uh, gay rights. There's only one place in the Middle East where it's safe to travel as a gay person. That's Israel. Uh, and so many more um, minorities are protected in Israel. And, and as I think through this BDS legislation, I understand uh, the need to reopen government. But I'm wondering, first, will you co-sponsor this this anti-BDS bill? And, and what more can we do to really send a message that the Democratic Party uh, stands with, with Israel? And, and how can we deepen these ties and, and make clear that BDS is not something that we as progressive support. In fact, BDS singles out Israel and holds it to a standard that isn't uh, isn't uh, applicable around the world. And we need yeah. to focus our energies on states that really do uh, 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 want to set back time, like Iran and uh, India and Pakistan and, and so forth.
6: Well, Joe, thank you for that comment. I think that the uh, the BDS um, effort is an effort to isolate Israel and to set it aside and to hold it, as you say to a standard that is not, that, that, that we don't hold other countries to. And here is a democracy in, uh, here's a democracy in the Middle East that is the most progressive democracy, um, I mean, far, has gone farther than the United States in some ways when it comes to, um, social rights. So I am a strong opponent of BDS. And in fact, in Minnesota, we figured out how to pass an anti-BDS, uh, piece of legislation that uh, made a strong stand. And also, did when you were lieutenant protecting. governor, well, I was lieutenant governor, I worked on that. And uh, I think that it is a model. And it is why we should Why I support the basic idea that we should not be preempting those kinds of uh, strong policies at the state level by the federal government.
10: Yeah, well, you it- we co sponsor this bill?
6: You know, I, ha- I, I will be honest with you, I haven't read all of the details of this specific BDS proposal, but I want to be clear that I have, uh, I'm, a, I'm a strong opponent of, of BDS, and I'm very much interested in looking at all the details of this, of this particular bill. I want to make sure, and I, I, I don't buy into this idea, last point I want to make on this, I don't buy into this idea that you have to trade off in some way um, First Amendment rights, which I feel so strongly about, with a strong stance against isolating Israel through BDS.
8: No, and and, uh, that's that's what I was uh, going to say. Senate uh, File 1, the first piece of legislation uh, being brought up in the Senate, uh, this uh, 116th Congress, uh, involves the anti-BDS legislation that uh, Senator Smith is going to look into more deeply. It does not have a provision that infringes on our First Amendment rights. And and that is something that many Democrats uh, have been uh, concerned about. They want to allow people to express their views uh, pro-Israel or anti-Israel. Of course, uh, Jews in this country have experienced that throughout and are strong supporters of the First Amendment. In fact, Nazis marched in Skokie, Illinois, Mm -hmm. uh, much to the chagrin of the Jews, the huge Jewish population, a survivor population of the Holocaust. Uh, And many groups were very much opposed to that. The BDS legislation at issue does not infringe on our First Amendment rights, and we're hopeful that... Senator Tina Smith from the state of Minnesota will be a co sponsor on that legislation, and we'll check back in with her, and I'll report to you all yes, uh, in the do. next few weeks on what her uh, conclusion is in that regard. We're going to be right back, and Senator Smith is going to stay with us for the other side. And in the meantime, give us a call at 651 289 4488. If we have time, we'll get you on the air. But even if not, while you're listening to us, and while we're on break, go to ParkerDK.com. Often, as I have said, referred to as an award-winning website. Stay with us. some folks. my
9: love, Take your time
1: AM1280 the Patriot.
8: How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades, and if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com.
5: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. What is truth? That's what Pontius Pilate wanted to know. Well, the truth was standing right in front of him. What would he do with the power and opportunity he'd been given? In this slower and colder season, we tend to have a little more time to reflect. What power and opportunity have we been given? Would the Lord call us a viper or a faithful servant? I pray that we are not distracted from examining ourselves to see where our affections lie and the power and opportunity we've been given through him. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's word to examine our hearts and our motives. We try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. Contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net.
8: Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, Real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. One, two, three, four.
9: i it. We're well, nine twenty-one. Me and my baby have nothing but fun. Are we roll.
8: We're having fun here on the Victory Hour. Yes, it is Sunday, and it's the best hour in radio of the week. Four to five every Sunday, the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and I am here this week with U.S. Senator Tina Smith, who uh, recently won election. For the first time, after being appointed a U.S. senator in the state of Minnesota as a Democrat, won election against Karen Housley, the Republican, by nearly 12 points, quite handily, uh, in a uh, you know in a state that for a while there people were calling purple rather than blue or red, and uh, uh, yeah. very fine job by. Well, senator thank you. Smith. You
6: know, yes yeah, a state that uh, Donald Trump. Barely lost. That's point right. Point and a half.
8: 44,000 yeah, votes. exactly. So I want to talk to you. We, we were talking a little bit about Israel and the anti-BDS legislation that I hope, uh, whether the government opens or not, that the Senate will take up. And I applaud Mitch McConnell for putting it out there first. Tina Smith and I disagree on that point. But I just think it is such critical legislation. And it is bipartisan legislation that both sides of the aisle fully support. So I just would hope that they would get it moved through. They, uh, we shouldn't have to suffer by virtue of the disagreements on issues that are not bipartisan, such as immigration, which I'd like to talk about now with Senator Smith uh, a little bit. You know, first... Uh, I am one who believes in in borders and I believe Senator Smith agrees with me. I that, do. You know, we, we, we need are a country borders. of borders and we need strong borders. I, I believe that we need a process by which, you know, citizens coming into the country uh, will go through that process. It can't just be chaos. And I think Senator Smith agrees uh, with me there. So I'm yep. I'm identifying all agreements here, which is kind of nice. Uh, <laughs> and and thirdly, I'm being I,
6: incredibly you know likable right yes, now. Yes, yes. So I am. I'm <laughs> like
8: waiting. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> and and I also believe in in border security, which I know the Democrats and particularly uh, Senator Smith also agrees that you know we need to have uh, security at uh, the border now. What we have presently is nearly none of those things. And frankly, in the last, and and this doesn't lay at the feet of Senator Tina Smith, but it lays at the feet of Republicans and Democrats uh, alike. In the last at least 30 years or more, uh, Congress has been uh, completely uh, AWOL on the issue of dealing with an effective uh, security process at the border and an effective immigration process not to close down immigration as as an american jew i understand the importance of immigration broad immigration open immigration
6: america being a place where refugees and asylum seekers can come and build the life that they want to live because
8: jews were not allowed to come into this country and were turned away Uh, during the Second World War, prior to the Second World War, turned back to their death and demise. And so I I fully understand that and support it. Uh, But I just think that what we need now is a comprehensive border system because over the last several decades, tens of millions of folks have come into this country without any of these things, ignoring the border, no security at the border, and no process whatsoever, and they are now here illegally. And that is a problem that has to be dealt with, and quite frankly, I support the government being shut down until it is dealt with, because only then will this Congress or any Congress get this done with with a uh, Damocles sword, hanging over their head, because otherwise nobody does anything.
6: Well, let me tell you a story. This is a true story about uh, looking back in time, 2013, the United States Senate uh, passed comprehensive bipartisan immigration reform. This is important because it was bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats came together, and they said a couple of things. They said, we need to have strong border security. And what does that mean? That means in some places you need a physical barrier. And other places, what you want to do is to use technology. You also need human intelligence. You need a, a, a array of uh, strategies to have strong border security. There are some places along our border where where a barrier isn't a good, doesn't work. This like literally doesn't work. So that that. This, this story is about a bill that was passed in 2013 that included strong border security. It included important reforms also to our legal immigration system so that the immigration courts work and people who are here legally have a path to uh, getting their work permits. And this is important to the working folks that want to work here, and it's also important to the businesses who really need the talent that is coming to this country. And then the third thing that this... This bill included was a path to citizenship for DREAMers and others who have done the right things, who've worked hard, who have followed all the rules and, and want to have a path to citizenship. Passed the Senate. Oh, gosh, now I can't remember the vote, but it was 85 or you know over 75 votes. And then it went to the House of Representatives where it died. That was the end of it. We've demonstrated, and this is before I was there, that's the kind of comprehensive strategy that we need. We could do it again. There's no reason that we can't do it again. All last year, the Democrats and some really well-meaning Republicans came together and tried to work out a deal with the president to help DREAMers give what he thinks is the most important, which is strong border security. We thought we had a deal. It was like pretty much all done. And then the president backed away from that. And that was a big, big lost opportunity. And How about
8: this for an idea? you know if we if we're arguing over because he's going to give on the dreamers he's already uh, said that publicly that you know he he doesn't negotiate that way and he's not going to put it on the table until the very end etc but he has indicated and maybe not specifically but implicitly certainly that he'll give on the dreamers what if what if the US Senate sat down negotiated with him his you know, banner issue, which is this uh, border barrier, border wall, and said, all right, we're not going to give you $5 billion. We don't agree with you about the effectiveness of that wall and where it goes. But we acknowledge that certain places it may need to go. We're going to give you half the money, but you're going to give us the dreamers. The Democrats walk away saying, look at we cut the money in half and we got an enormous concession on his part for millions of people. And but for us, the Democrats, we would have never gotten it. And he can walk away and say, look, it, we now are well on our way to meeting my campaign promise, which apparently is the biggest deal to him. Right. And quite frankly, I, I agree. Walls work. Walls have worked in countries around the world numerous times. And
6: we have some walls. There and we are, have some walls. There are walls
8: some walls. And, you know, but, but whether it's a wall here or not there, whether it's technology and a wall, whether it's a, a wall like between Spain and Morocco, which <laughs> is like three or four layers deep with barbed wire in certain places – there are different sorts of measures. We give that over to the experts, let them figure it out. All we need to do is allocate a certain amount of money and get this dreamers piece included, and we move on. And we reopen the government, and people walk away both claiming victory. What do you think about the idea? Well,
6: you're describing what would happen in a rational negotiation, right? Where you have... Uh, two sides; they share some interests. They have some different perspectives, and they compromise and they come together. And that's called it's you know it's called interest based bargaining. You look at where your shared interests are, and you try to maximize the common ground. And I've been involved in a lot of big negotiations in my my uh, career, and that's how you get things done. And. I think we ought to be doing that. Now, the, you know, what the exact contours of a final deal might look like, you, you in any kind of a negotiation, you can't say that. President is Trump
8: calls <laughs> Senator Tina Smith and she will be the bulwark but the, for you a gun deal.
6: It makes sense. The thing that I have to, I, I hesitate to point out because I know you're kind of a fan of the president, is that that's essentially the kind of uh, deal that we tried to get worked out last year and we thought we had it until we didn't anymore. And it's one of the lessons i've learned about negotiating is it's really hard to negotiate with somebody when they kind of move around all the time and um i don't offer that as an excuse i just offer that as a as the reality that we're all trying to grapple with as we find as we 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 seek this common ground which we've got to find
8: well very good we're talking to u.s (laughs) senator tina smith and uh we are finding items to agree on here on the Victory Hour. And, and not just
5: because
6: we've known each other for well, uh, s- more, d- more years than I can even that's count. That's right. You
8: know what they say about a blind squirrel? <laughs> Sometimes you can even find the acorn, and we, we may have. So anyway, that's an idea. It's something to think about. And uh, you know, while I have a different view of, uh, uh, of whether Donald Trump uh, moved the goalposts or not, uh, revisiting that may well be uh, something of value. I got to tell you, he is a negotiator, and you got to know that $5 billion is not the end game for Donald Trump. So we can find a way to get this done, and we should do it. Uh, we're going to be right back. Senator Smith is going to stay with us for a few more minutes, and so jot this down with that yellow pad. And your number two pencil, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Go to ParkerDK.com. We'll be right back.
1: She said, When you're broke, you have an end. La, my, my, my. AM 1280, The Patriot.
8: How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades, and if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com we are back it's the victory hour and we have a few more minutes with u.s senator tina smith and i'll tell you the democrats uh, well, they were singing a little bit of a different tune some years ago. They uh, certainly supported the building of a wall, and maybe Senator Smith has explained that in certain places, yes. In other places, no. Chuck Schumer certainly did. Hillary Clinton certainly did. And I think the top Democrat had full support for dealing with the humanitarian crisis at the border, did he not? We now have an actual humanitarian crisis on the border that only underscores the need
9: to drop the politics and fix our immigration system once and for all.
8: So, Senator Smith, what are we going to do about the humanitarian crisis at the border? Now, I acknowledge Barack Obama said that when he was president of the United States some years ago, but it's hard to believe that it's any better now with not just the caravan but crime increasing, drugs coming over, etc., Some say, ah, those are false facts. Really, there's no humanitarian crisis at all. Well, that's not what the border security forces say, and they're down there having to deal with it day in, day out.
6: You know, I went down to the border in December, and I would agree that there is a humanitarian crisis, but it is not the crisis that I hear Donald Trump describing. There's no disputing the facts that the number of people who are coming across our border illegally was very high during the Obama administration, and it's gone down pretty dramatically. What's different is the people that are coming to the border are much more likely to be families with children. These are people that are escaping violence and crime and uh, horrible situations in um the in Central America. And that's what I saw on the border. I saw moms and kids and fathers and kids in detention camps. Many of these folks had presented themselves at the border uh, legally seeking asylum, meaning they hadn't crossed over illegally. They had come to a border checkpoint and said, I'm here to seek asylum. And that, I think... Is, it's the
8: other ones that we're worried about.
6: It, it, well, and th- there are many, many fewer coming across the border um, illegally than there were in the you know during the Obama years. The other thing that the president frequently says, he paints the picture of this sort of horde of people... Coming across the border, all being criminals and carrying drugs, and that just is not true. Uh, most of the drugs that come into this country illegally, and we should do everything we can to stop that, are coming through the legal checkpoints, being hidden in what is uh, not, you know, what what is looks to be a legal uh, package coming across the border, but in fact isn't. That's where that's again where where technology and intelligence is going to help us stem that tide.
8: Well, you know, I. Uh... The numbers are being bandied about and argued, and uh, fact checks by the media keep coming up, saying, oh, that's false, five pinocchios, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, but really, when they say it's false, and I've read a number of these articles, they are picking at the corners of it. Well, it wasn't in the past year that two hundred thousand uh, uh, criminals uh, uh, criminal uh, convictions occurred. It's in the past five years, so it's not, you know. I mean, slicing it that thin really isn't the point. We have illegal immigrants coming into this country committing crimes. And so whether or not the percentage of uh, uh, native-born American citizens' crime rate is higher than illegal immigrants' crime rate isn't the point. Illegal immigrants shouldn't be here, so the crime that they commit is a wrong that is multiplied. It should never have occurred because they should never have been here. And if we get our act together, they won't be because we will have vetted them.
6: The point is, as we said earlier, that we need um, strong border security. And that is not what we have. We don't have the strength of border security that we need and we need to improve it. And uh, that's why I voted for uh, upwards of $25 billion in additional border security earlier last year. So I think that, you know, we, I I mean, I think the facts are what the facts are. And, of course, we want to do everything we can to keep um, Americans safe from whoever it is that is threatening them.
8: Well, I think we should come to resolution on the amount of money that we are going to uh, spend in light of the total amount that we spend on border security, et cetera, the amount of money that we are going to spend uh, on a uh, border wall. <clears throat> Remember, five billion dollars is one tenth of one percent of uh, our, our budget. It is, uh, you know. Listen, Congress spells, spends five billion dollars, you know, every other uh, every other day. If you broke it down, and I'm not trying to trivialize five billion dollars. That that is a lot of money, uh, certainly. But in the grand scheme of things. To have the uh, government shut down, we ought to sit down. We ought to figure it out. We ought to figure out how much is going to be spent because there's no question that at least a portion of that $5 billion is going to be spent on a wall or a barrier. Other security should be included in the package, as you've talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can figure it out. I want to say thank you to U.S. Senator from the state of Minnesota, Tina Smith, for joining us on the Victory Hour this wonderful Sunday. And I hope you will come back again soon. I
6: will look forward to it, and I'm really glad to have a chance to visit you this afternoon. Thank you.
8: Thank you very much, Senator. Listen, in two weeks, we're going to have Congressman Dean Phillips on the Victory Hour. But you come back next week where we're going to be talking politics, Israel and the law like no other. Have a great week.
1: ...keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. For more information, go to parkerdk.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot.
9: Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales? Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers. Is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people? Are your competitors ahead of you? Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers.